Hello, hello. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back from a long holiday weekend. Hopefully you were all contemplating the liberty we used to have many generations before we were born. And, uh, and just enjoying some, enjoying some time off with friends and family. It is always very helpful to have time off. That is, uh, that is a, that's a fact. We had wonderful things uh, scheduled over the weekend on QuiteFrankly.tv. A lot of people enjoyed themselves. Very patriotic, history-based stuff. Things that are uplifting. Gives you a nice little foundation going into the future. But wow, what a weekend. Crazy weekend. This is our first show back. It is Wednesday, the 6th of July. Last time we were sitting here, it was Friday, the 1st of July. And now we are going to be, uh, we're going to be, I, we have so much to do tonight, we're not going to get through it all. I had to split some things off into tomorrow. Me and Rob should have a good time talking about CERN and a few other things. There is a, um, a document, well, an, uh, an hour-long presentation that was put together by Salt Radio. You remember we did that breakdown of the Metaverse commercial with the Rousseau painting that came to life? And it was all based on that video done by Salt Radio on, uh, on YouTube. Well, I, I, I sent that over to the guys at the network tonight. And we will be, um, we'll be uh, broadcasting it on the, on the network afterwards so that everybody knows what we're talking about tomorrow when we get into it. And, of course, I'll share the links and I'll, I'll love them down big time tomorrow. And, uh, and we'll do that. But for tonight, we have plenty to do. Adam Krigler is coming back on. We'll be chewing the fat with him for a little bit, just talking about this and that. I've got this uh, ridiculous declaration that Joe Rogan is not going to help out Donald Trump. We'll talk about the absurdity of that whole thing, that he's turned down multiple opportunities to have uh, the biggest name in the world on his show, even though he's given a platform to um, drooling old communist losers like uh, Bernie Sanders. Help them out. Um... So we'll talk about that a little bit. The Georgia Guidestones thing, definitely going to be talking about that. Definitely going to be talking about the update out of U Utah that I'm sure all of you had seen it. It's on Zero Hedge now. Over 120 victims, witnesses, those who knew people who were abused ritually or those who were abused themselves. Over 120 have already come forward out there uh, in a case that some people said, oh, this is just political. No, it's not. No, it's not, and it's happening in real time. You should probably throw your attention behind it a little bit more. And, um, and yes, we'll do all that tonight. So we have to get started. I want to thank my sponsors for the evening, SecretNatureCBD.com. Use promo code FRANKLY for 20% off of these products that are based on the cleanest, most fresh-smelling, beautiful CBD cannabis flower. So it's high CBD, low THC. It's it does not get you high. It does not intoxicate you. YouTube. We're still streaming live on YouTube. Um, SecretNatureCBD.com. Promo code Frankly. Also, get over to BlueMonsterPrep.com and start prepping. Or if you've already started, move it along a little bit more. Get a little bit more food, a little bit more water resources, some communication devices. Make sure that you have a a radio for everybody in your immediate family. Make sure they know how to use it. Make sure they know how to charge it and pick your designated channels, all that stuff. Do those things. Do those things. Um, 
I'm trying to get some I'm trying to get some cherry tomatoes to come out of this this bush that we are growing. So hopefully at the end of the summer I can have a half a tomato salad. So thankfully I'm not depending on this tomato plant to keep me alive or else the show would have been over a long time long time ago. I would have eaten the leaves. Oh, I just learned over the weekend. Another thing I learned over the weekend uh, is that if that the tomato plant leaves and the stems are highly toxic to cats. Someone told me at our barbecue on Monday had a cat only three years old that had to go to a hospital, almost died. Came back around, but just letting you know if you didn't already. Most of you probably do. Most of you are 10 steps ahead of me. What am I saying? All right. So there you go. Go to our sponsors. Find all of them on the affiliates page along with our cigar sponsors, coffee sponsors. You can go get gold now. I'll have to talk to you about the gold, quite frankly, dot gold. Uh, go check it out. I have to talk to you about that and uh, officially introduce you to it all. But now here we are on a shortened week. Tomorrow night, Rob will be in. Tonight is Adam Krigler. Friday is... Um, Friday is going to be Ping Trip. So we're going to be able to hang out with one of the funniest guys on the internet. Ping Trip. And uh, I don't know what we're going to talk about just yet, but it'll be funny. And hopefully Matt is in that night because I have a lot of really hilarious clips. I know that he would he would get a kick out of and it would send him into uproarious laughter, which I know a lot of you guys like. Which is why when he comes on, I always, I'm just like, okay, how, how can I get this guy to laugh? So that's that's what I do. That's what I do. I try to get my friends to laugh. Um, all right. Into, oh, oh, okay. Uh, real quick. Real quick. Short week. I'm doing a raffle this week. Tonight and tomorrow, you're going to be able to be into the, in the raffle, okay? I'm giving people more time to get in on this one because it's a very special book. It's Windswept House. We just completed the book club, the first ever, quite frankly, book club. And uh, uh, you can follow along with all of the, it doesn't matter if you haven't read it yet, you can still get the book. You can go and follow along with all of the archived episodes that go in order. Inside of the, the description of the episodes, there's the video links. There's the original threads, so you can read what people are writing. You can also add to those threads. They are uh, they're in, well, as, as long as Reddit's around or as long as we are an active group. But the, the threads are all still there. It would be like you're reading along with us, but... If you win this book right here, in particular, you're going to get all of my highlights, all of my markings, all of my notes that I wrote to myself, everything, and I'll, I'll write a little inscription in it. I'll even get Aurora to scribble in there, too. So, to enter to win, send at least one Super Chat on quitefranklysuperchat.com. I cannot honor anything else because I have to keep it, for, for this particular contest, I have to keep it in one place. Um... It'll only be there, quite frankly, superchat.com. So from now until the end of the calendar day Thursday, we will draw we'll draw out your name on Friday night. Okay? So, and another thing, just to keep it fair, I don't care how many super chats you send in if you want your voice to be on the on the show, your thoughts to be on the show, but if you send in five super chats from now until the end of Thursday, I'm only counting your name once, just out of fairness. Uh, but this is a very special book. Because it has a lot of my writing in it. I already bought myself a new copy. So I don't want to get rid of this book. I love this book. And I actually want to use it as a resource. Um, because so much of it is factual. Uh, but this one has all my notes in it. So 
That's what's going on from now until Thursday. Quite frankly, superchat.com only takes a dollar to get in. Throw your name in. Okay. Um, <clears throat> here we go. Number one up here. Here's from the, Speaking of sustaining yourself on your one tomato plant, this is from The Sun. Listen to this shit. Green fingers, urgent warning to gardeners as soil increases the risk of killer heart disease. Medics found that pollutants in the soil could have detrimental effect on cardiovascular systems. So ladies and gentlemen, please do not become independent of the food supply. It could be hazardous to your health. So that's what the sun, everybody wants you to do. It's okay to go out to the garden if you want to harvest yourself some crickets. You can eat as many crickets as you want. Please do not plant any cucumbers. Your heart could literally explode. Now, here's another one I wanted to bring up because we might have a special caller calling in at 7.15. I was reading... Now, this next story here is the reason why if there is on rare occasion these days, you find a show that is compelling enough to ignore whatever flaws it does have to just relax and have a good time, the last thing you should ever do is engage any media about any of their actors outside of the production itself because it'll ruin it. 100% you should know that by now because aside from the fact that pretending to be someone else is their job when the costume comes off they are really all the same they are robotic pushers of the message they're they they don't think at all Um, who am I talking about this time I'm talking about Maya Hawk Uma Thurman Uma Thurman's daughter who plays a role in um, in Stranger Things which I just finished the rest of season four on on fourth of july evening me and lauren watched the rest of it there but i want to read you something that that really just got to me really got to me because obviously they're all young and absolutely stupid but i i fear they're not going to get much smarter so this is just the best we're going to have maya hawk shares support for uma thurman her mother uma thurman's abortion story she says if she hadn't had it i wouldn't exist what a what an interesting what an interesting thing to to come upon interesting conclusion there maya hawk is speaking out against the supreme court this is from entertainment weekly so they all think that she's just a go get em girl speaking out against the supreme court decision to overturn roe versus wade um hold on a second to overturn roe versus wade Uh, By sharing how her mother, Uma Thurman's right to a legal and safe abortion is the reason she exists. Well, it wasn't safe to your sister or your brother, you dummy. Do you hear yourself? Do you hear... Do any of them hear themselves? If my mother didn't have a safe... A safe way to kill my... My sibling, I wouldn't be alive. What point are you trying to make? The Stranger Things star, whose father is Ethan Hawke, appeared on The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon, another one who sold his soul. A guy, that's a guy who I genuinely think is, is, was a, a good guy. And I, who the hell knows what the state of his soul is, having to work on that show for so long, probably just destroyed. Discussing the ruling and expanding on the abortion story, listen to this. I called my mom to ask for advice today about coming in to talk to you. 
It's a big luxury of mine, she added. We just got into talking about the Supreme Court ruling and this essay that my mom wrote a couple of months ago when they were putting these further restrictions on abortion access, sort of uh, preceding this whole thing. Hawk went on to say that her mother's ability to obtain, obtain the procedure impacted her life for the better. And once again, yeah, by taking out another life. And that she herself wouldn't exist. Quote, if she hadn't had it, she wouldn't have become the person that she had become, and I wouldn't exist, she continued. Both of my parents' lives would have been derailed if she hadn't had access to safe, legal health care. Go ahead, say what it is. Fundamental health care. There is nothing, nothing fundamental about terminating a pregnancy. There's nothing fundamental about it. The 23-year-old moron then condemned the latest development in women's rights, uh, noting how dangerous the impact of the new ruling is going to be. She goes on to say, so I just wanted to say F the Supreme Court, but we're going to keep fighting it. We're going to win like our grandmothers did. Fuck the Supreme Court. You keep fighting what? Where? In the Supreme Court. If it doesn't suit our contemporary whims, it sucks. They are forever toddlers. Forever toddlers. You see, um... I don't know, I don't think she'll ever be able to, people like that will never allow themselves to, to hear what's coming out of their mouths. When you say, if it were, wasn't for my sibling being dismembered in utero, I wouldn't exist. And thinking that's a good thing, because we all know, of course, we all, I, I, guess, I guess it's just a foregone conclusion that her unborn sibling would have never done anything greater with their own lives. That, that almost, thank God, they're out of the way so that she could become the obnoxious lesbian character on Stranger Things. Someone else would have be, had, to, had to become the scatterbrained lesbian on Stranger Things. It wouldn't have been me. You know, it, every Christmas time when it rolls around, we usually do some kind of a story that has to do with a deep dive in the themes of It's a Wonderful Life. And it's, in It's a Wonderful Life, you have George Bailey, Jimmy Stewart, realizes, realizes over the course of the movie how much his life has impacted everyone around them by observing a world in which he was never born. And of course it was all negative. It was all negative uh, for some people. It wasn't negative for Potter and all that stuff and the burlesque dancers. But uh, H Harry was never saved. Mary became an old maid. Bedford Falls was became Pottersville, be completely, completely consumed because nobody was there to stand up to Potter. But obviously, George Bailey's got nothing on Maya Hawk. Nothing. Because in Maya's movie, her sibling gave up their life so that she could be one of the burlesque, burlesque dancers in Pottersville. Isn't that a fun story? Which makes a lot of sense, because I feel like we're living in Pottersville right now. Though they would think the opposite, because reality is completely fractured. fractured. Nuts. I don't know. Just think... I, I don't understand the need to personalize this issue of abortion so much that you would take this tone-deaf, selfish statement to the public on a, uh, on a major television show as well. To take that to the public, um, I, I'm, especially since it's obvious that she sees value in life because she's having a blast. She's on, net, she's on Netflix. She's on great shows. She has a celebrity mom. She, she's, just, she's just thanking her mother for arbitrarily choosing her over her sibling. So tone-deaf, selfish, and it makes me hate her manic, useless character even more now. Hey, here's another uh, disconnected twat. Her name is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Listen to her saying for 45 seconds, 
how she's getting her nails done as an act of resistance post Roe versus Wade. The, 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 the crazy train continues. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday. And I say happy because joy, too, can be an act of resistance. Um, I want to talk about personal acts of reclamation because sometimes people will say, there's nothing I can do, I can't do, I feel so powerless. And there is no act too small um, that you can engage in. And even today, I have a personal errand. Um, I need to redo my nails. And I've decided that I'm going to use my new manicure as almost like a personal act of reclamation for me and my story. Did you hear that? So just remember, ladies, just remember, ladies, remember everyone, I should say, whenever you want to make a difference in the world, just do something frivolous. Do something frivolous for yourself and just call it an act of defiance because, of course, you being happy defies the Republicans, I guess, or whatever is in her head. They're talking through a hive mind. So just just being happy by doing something frivolous for yourself. You're fighting the good fight. No, no, if you think about it, shut the fuck up. So that's that's where we are. That's that's the level of intellect we're dealing with. But here's one last thing that should cheer you up. Something I was right about. And I didn't even have to be a member of the Secret Service. This is from Business Insider. Headline, Trump's girth would prevent him from actually getting to the steering wheel of his SUV, former Secret Service agent says. Quote, I don't see this president ever being able to do that, ever. It's exactly what I said. I said I would have a hard time getting through that divider window. Uh, Donald Trump was not going to do that, so I told you. His dick was just way too big to get through the divider. So, debunked. All right, we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. You want to overrun us and poison us and take our families and kill us? We'll die, not us. You let one ant stand up to us, then they all might stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to stay? Let's rock! It's summertime. 
Although the summer is now on the ass end of the uh, the hill, I guess it really peaks. It really peaks around uh, the end of June when you have those really, really late days over here in New York. But there's something about July 5th and beyond that's just like, okay, we're just managing the decline right now. But still a beautiful time. Beautiful time. I love working out in this kind of weather. It just drenches you. You go home. You have the best, the best showers ever. Yes. Yes. And I'm, and I'm less inclined to eat carbs during the summertime, too. Like, I want to, it's almost like a blanket. You know, bread is almost like a blanket to me uh, this time of the year. I don't want to be anywhere near it because it's so hot and sticky outside. I don't want to have a blanket on me. Or in me. Get that blanket out of me. So I just usually eat a lot leaner now, anyhow. And of course, I'm getting tanner, so my compassion level is just like through the roof. I have not felt this more, I have not felt this compassionate since I had maybe seven years old. So, if you need a favor, this is the time to ask. I still might say no, probably will. I just don't have time. I have compassion, I just don't have time. I do want to put this out there before we get started. I think we might get a special caller calling in any time now. But here is a, a thank you note I got from my mailman. Because when I was on TimCast, I shouted out my mailman at the end, and I had Tim say hi to Mailman Mike. And this, this showed up at my front door with a, uh, a bottle of something. I still actually even opened up the bottle. It says, Frank, congrats on the fantastic show the other night. It was super fun and informative. The Goro line was hysterical. I forgot I had, I had thrown that one out there. That was actually about the, the Trump limo story. Uh, she said, so happy for you, and thank you for the shout-out. Way fucking cool. I've been showing everyone. Keep up the great work. Thanks again. Your mailman, your fan, Mike. Mike Z. So that's um, Mike the Mailman. Enjoyed his shout out. I'm glad that he enjoyed that one. So what do we do now? What do we do now? Of course, <clears throat> of course, I'm waiting for a, uh, an interesting call, a really, really quick one. And I'm just waiting now just to see where the hell they are. But, um, so, I can't stall any longer here. I have nothing else to say except doing the show. So, here's what we're going to get into first, and then we're going to jump into everything else. Here is the state of the Georgia Guidestones today. Oh, what a shame. I really wish I knew who did this so I can, I can PayPal them enough to go get a beer. It's a, it's a significant thing. What happened? Because the explosion... Now, I don't know how... how I, I've seen a lot of theories. Some people think DEWs, which means that it would be an, an official act. Is it, a glo- is it a glowing act? Is this thing glowing from what... Who, but, and who's doing the glowing? Some people say RPGs. That doesn't look like there's a lot of soot around the area. The, uh, the, the, it doesn't look like there's a lot of tracks there for bringing in a crane with a wrecking ball. Uh, then again, we know it's not a wrecking ball because now we have security footage of this thing blowing up. I wish I knew which plank, which plank it was, um, because you know it's the same ten tenants that are written out, but they're in I believe eight languages, and there's also four ancient languages, or I forget. So I wonder which languages were taken out on this tablet column here. Um, well, I'm going to get into 
here's what I'll do right now. The first thing I'll do is I'm going to play a three-minute video that Robert Sepper actually put out really quick in response to this, which I thought was interesting because he doesn't usually do breaking news or anything like that. Um, hold on a second. Um, hold on a second. I'm going to I'm going to make a call because the person trying to make a call to me is not having an easy time. So one second here. Blah, 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 blah. And hold on. Let's see if we can do this. Hmm. Okay. Well, I'll have to let them know what's going on. Because I just tried to call them and it says account blocked. No, that's not right. Ah, all right, I'll figure this out for Friday. Anyway, here you go. Here is what Robert Sepper put out not too long ago on his Atlantean Gardens account. Sometimes referred to as America's Stonehenge, the Georgia Guidestones are a granite monument erected in 1980 in Elbert County, Georgia, in the United States. A set of 10 guidelines is inscribed on the structure in eight modern languages, and a shorter message is inscribed at the top of the structure in four ancient language scripts. The monument stands at an approximate elevation of 750 feet above sea level. One slab stands in the center with four arranged around it. The capstone lies on the top of the five slabs which are astronomically aligned. An additional stone tablet which is set in the ground a short distance to the west of the structure provides some notes on the history and purpose of the guidestones. Their authors have remained anonymous, but their agenda seems to be focused on population control, eugenics, and an apparent advocacy of totalitarian globalism. That said, on this day that CERN has been reactivated, there's been an apparent pushback from the public with what seems to be a powerful explosion collapsing part of the Guidestones. We continue to follow breaking news out of Northeast Georgia, where we just learned there's been an explosion at Georgia Guidestones. New video just in shows damage to the Guidestones in Elberton County. The GBI and local officials are investigating this explosion. They say someone detonated an explosive device around 4 a.m. People. Yeah, and let me just cut over. Let me cut over to show you that because I have the footage here. I was talking to uh, Grace, really graceful. I, of course, you know, she, she talks about the Georgia Guidestones all the time. I believe she lives in the Georgia area. So this is like a, she knows how ugly and, uh, and uh, of, a, of a thing this is. It's just, it's just so ugly. It really is. And, and it's just an ugly thing um, that it's, it's pushing out there, ugly message. But here it is. It explodes at exactly 4 o'clock, 3 minutes past, and 33 seconds which is uh, is pretty interesting in itself, 33. But here you go, watch this. Boom. Now, if you see the trajectory, the trajectory right there, it blows it out. I mean, that that's that's horizontal, if not uh, if not diagonal. So I don't know if this is some sort of a a projectile. Or if it was planted there, if it's planted, then of course the real thing that we all should be asking ourselves is, 
where is the rest of the video? You know, um, maybe they're not showing more of it, especially if there was something that needed to be planted there. Who was planting it? Are they not showing it because there's an open investigation? They don't want to put anything out there? Or maybe they're just not showing it because, of course, the guards at Epstein's cell fell asleep again. I don't know. I don't know. But it's a pretty powerful blast, especially for this stone monument of this size and girth. Um, but let's get back to let's get back to this short video. There's only half left. People who live nearby say they heard a boom this morning. Right now, our Rashad Williams is joining us live from Elbert County, Georgia, with what we know so far. Rashad. Well, Destiny, right now we know that GBI is assisting with this investigation, but we've got multiple units here on scene, including uh, the GBI's bomb disposal unit. Now, the GBI tells us there is still an active explosive hazard happening here. So to give you a closer look, I want to show you some viewer photos that were sent to us. There's a lot of rubble as a result of what GBI says stems from unknown individuals that detonated an explosive device around 4 a.m., which has destroyed a large portion of this structure. And we do know that Georgia Guidestones has four column-like sides to it. And from the photos, Sky 4 video, and from where I'm standing right now, it looks like there are now three. Uh, we've seen several comments from people that live in this area saying they believed it was thunder because it caused their houses to shake, some describing it as a boom that they heard and felt around 4 a.m. Again, GBI confirming they believe this happened around 4 a.m. So I want to give you a live look at Sky 4 once again. Over the scene right now, GBI has started to mark this area. And for those that don't know uh, what the Georgia Guidestones are, according to Explore Georgia, in part, it's Elberton's most unusual and mysterious set of granite monoliths known as America's Stonehenge, which stands at 19 feet high. And it also serves as an astronomical calendar, as well as containing messages about the conservation of mankind, which is seen um, for many here in this area as controversial. Yeah, especially because the, 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 the guidelines that it puts out there has nothing to do with conservation. It has to do with the elimination of nearly 94% of the population that, that is on Earth right now. When it says 500 million, maintain a population, a world population of 500 million, and we have nearly 8 billion on the planet right now, that means that you need to get rid of nearly 94, 95% of everyone. And it's just very bad messaging, shitty message. It's not America's Stonehenge. It's, a, it's an ugly little piece of shit. It's a modernist piece of shit in the middle of nowhere. Here, I got, I'll, and we've gone through this many times in the past over the years, but I'll just do it again with you right now. Here is the 10 tenants that are, that are on here. Number one, maintain humanity under, I should, sorry, I'm sorry, under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. We're unbalanced right now, of course. I think our biggest unbalancing is the fact that we don't know how connected to nature we are. Um, but, but yeah, let's do this. Guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. So, I mean, we know what, what they're doing with reproduction, but especially here in the United States and in Europe, ever since the dawn of, uh, ever since the, the end of World War II, that usually means get rid of white Europeans quickly, their cultures, borders, and their faith. Number three, unite humanity under uh, with a living new language, a living new language. So I don't know, what does that mean? A digital language? Emojis? Which are the new hieroglyphics? 
It's either that or going back to grunting and moaning like cavemen because nobody's getting more articulate, that's for sure. The uh, he, Number five, or no, number four, I'm sorry, rule, passion, faith, tradition, and all things with tempered reason. Now, I would say that, yes, uh, there is a lot of reason and debate and philosophy that goes into faith, but to to just put tempered reason up against faith in the supernatural hierarchy of the universe is, I believe, non-compatible. Um, it's, a, it's a very non-compatible, very, very rough, rough scenario there. And, of course, what I believe this refers to is the, the destruction of tradition and faith, and most notably the targeted destruction of the Catholic Church. Um, protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. A lot of this sounds like it's just rhetoric to get to 10 because they wanted a nice round number like the Ten Commandments. Um, international co- courts and fair laws, fair to whom. Let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. Same thing, pretty much a, uh, like a uh, subline to number five. Number seven, avoid petty laws and useless officials. Now, that's rhetoric I can stand behind. Ninety-five of our government would be gone. Ninety-five percent of our government would be gone. There's no use for any of them. Uh, But then again, with 94% of the world erased, you won't need that many laws or officials. It's just the whims of the predator class who remain. Then you have number eight. Balance personal rights with social duties. So more commie gobbledygook. Just for you, not for them. Number nine, prize truth, beauty, love, seeking harmony with the infinite. With the infinite. Very, very Gnostic, if you ask me. All things that cannot be defined by, uh, by common man anymore. Truth, beauty, love. They want, they want you to, to get down to that. Get down, get up to that level again. I don't know how the hell we're going to do that. And then finally, the last one: be not a cancer on the earth, because if you are, if they diagnose you as such, they will they will excise you, burn you out, leave room for nature. And then again, a second time, leave room for nature. So it's all Agenda 21, 2030. California is giving this a try right now, which is why the fires just won't stop raging. But um. But that's what's going on there. Now, um, I, I started wondering as I saw this going on, somebody had sent it to me earlier on. Like earlier on in the day, I was sent it by a, uh, a listener of the show. And I said, I don't know. I don't know just yet. I haven't seen it duplicated elsewhere. And the only thing that people were sharing was that one very grainy image of, of, the, of the guide stones with some rubble around. So at that point, I'm like a little suspect that I haven't seen this replicated anywhere and we only have one grainy image. And then, of course, it started getting duplicated and we got all these different uh, video angles, uh, camera angles, then the video. Now, I had to wonder, does this shit glow? But if so, who is doing the glowing? Because I'll tell you, on one hand... The timing is pretty ripe for the globalist on the globalist end of things. They're coming down so hard on conspiracy theorists and critical thought and new media, and they are they won't stop with the January sixth LARPing and all that stuff. Um, and, and it all ties in 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 their narrative. 
Um, but suddenly, you have an entire tablet column of the Guidestones is now gone. I don't see any tracks for a wrecking ball. We already know it, there was nothing there. It's an explosion. We can actually see it now. Heard the boom. RPG, a lot of people are asking that too. But um, so, yeah, I asked on one side, on one end, is it a frame job? On the other end, when is the timing ever going to be right to start firmly rejecting what is being pushed on us, especially this type of thing? Because regardless of who did it and how this is going to be framed, it's an incredibly powerful gesture to take down a monstrosity like this with the message that it sends. It's an incredibly powerful gesture. I mean, I, I was certainly it was certainly gratifying for me to see it. And I started asking myself, what does this have to do? How does this compare to all of the back and forth about Civil War monuments and things that other people don't like but have, uh, have gone tear down one thing or another? Well, I think this is on another level, of course, because, you know, um, number one, it's a rock in the middle of nowhere, not a crowded flea market or in the middle of town. Nobody's blocking traffic and, and harassing motorists and beating up old people. But uh, we, we, debate, we debate endlessly and sometimes hopelessly, it seems, about Civil War monuments and flags and all this other nonsense. And all those arguments and social divisions are basically given to us by the same people who constructed this monstrosity. All right? It's the same kind of people. They believe in this murderous advice that's etched into it. So in other words, everyone may have a different opinion about Robert E. Lee, but the maintaining of planet-wide population of under 500 million means that 94% reduction in human life. So we are all targets, regardless of what you think and regardless of how symbolic this is and whatever the hell. It, it, it makes no sense that this is out there, that it's constantly out there as a beacon. It is... It is it is beyond genocide because you go so far um, you're going all seven continents across all seas it's everybody all cultures that's incredible that's incredible so it's 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 genocidal maniac advice for that to even be out there as part of some whatever it's uh I'm surprised that nobody, nobody did this sooner. Take a bulldozer to it. But, uh, yeah, I think we're all targets, regardless of what you think about that. Now, when we come back, no, uh, when we come back, I'm going to do a little bit on this, uh, the potential victims a Utah sheriff investigates. They go up to 120 tips or more. So I'll do that. I'm going to take some first-half calls because in the second half, we've got Adam Krigler coming on. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Ultimately, we're all dead men. Sadly, we cannot choose how, but we can decide how we meet that end in order that we are remembered as men. And the target was Microsoft Chairman Bill Gates arriving for a meeting with community leaders. Watch what happens when a team of hitmen meet him first with a pie in the face. (laughs) 
Gates was momentarily and understandably shaken, but he was not injured. The hit squad piled on with two more pies before one of them was wrestled to the ground and arrested the others for at least the moment and got away. Gates went inside, wiped his face clean, and made no comment. He then went ahead with his scheduled meeting. No word on the motive for this attack. You're listening to Quite Frankly. Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Two car come. You got two car come two different ways. Bag up, bag up, bag up, Terry. Put it in reverse, Terry. Put it in reverse. Oh, Lord. Lord, Jesus. Oh, Lord. Oh, Jesus. What the fuck? What you doing, Terry? Terry, what's up? What's up? What's up? Back up, tear! <laughs> oh man, that clip had me dying. Welcome back. Welcome back. I hope you had a nice uh, 4th of July. I hope it was filled with wonderful, wonderful, wonderful fireworks. And I saw a couple of disasters. You know that it has been 10 years? 10 years since that San Diego firework display that completely screwed up and 70,000 rounds of fireworks were shot off in like 20 seconds by accident. You remember that happened? That has been 10 years. Incredible, incredible the passage of time. Here's something else that's incredible. We'll start taking your calls in a little bit. Um, start taking your calls and... Uh, yeah, hold on a second. Um, let me see here. Let me... Okay, here we go. Headline 120. 120 tips on potential victims as Utah sheriff investigates claims of ritual child sexual abuse. This is from Alan Stein of the Epoch Times. Oh, you know, I, I forgot to mention, I got to meet one of the... Uh, one of the movers and shakers over there at the Epoch Times at the Minds Festival of Ideas. His name was Jan. And I got to meet his lovely wife. They worked together there. And uh, I got to tell him that I was a, a, a proud print subscriber. And that I love their life and tradition section. I don't actually read the, I don't read the news. The news. I give the news section of the Epoch Times to Aurora. I just read so much news. I just don't need it. But I love all their other stuff. Uh, let me see here. An investigation by Utah Sheriff into allegations of ritualistic child sexual abuse has shocked residents as over 120 victims and those who know victims have come forward. The local sheriff leading the investigation has solicited help from the FBI, which confirmed it is assisting in the investigation. Yeah, yeah, you know why? Because it goes from Utah to New York and a few other places. It goes right in our backyard. Frank and Jim Zell, when they came on the other day, you remember when, when Rob was here two weeks ago, uh, they said that, that some of the witness testimony and some of the, 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 the reports that have been surfacing, the most horrific things you can think of, you think of something bad, it's ten times worse than that. 
was going on right in our village in the late 80s and 90s. And we know the house, too. Um, right by a park where a lot of us had baseball practices, uh, football practices. To think that there are probably children in there just being massacred is 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 uh, sometimes too too much to bear. While we were having our normal childhoods, uh, the alleged abuse occurred for two decades, from 1990 through tw- 2010. In the recent weeks, dozens of witnesses have come forward with information on these incidents. Quote, I don't know the exact number, but it's now over 120 people who have contacted us. Of that number, I am sure. There's likely more than 120 at this point. Utah County Sheriff Sergeant Spencer Cannon told the Epoch Times. Cannon said the tips are from a combination of victims or those who know of victims, so not all tips are from victims. On May 31st, the Utah County Sheriff's Office announced the investigation had been underway since April of 2021, involving reports of ritualistic child sexual abuse and child sex trafficking in Utah County, the state's second largest county. The investigation uncovered even more victims in the neighboring Wab, Juwab County and San Pete County during the same period. In a press release, the sheriff's office said that the local law enforcement confirmed portions portions of these allegations. The Utah County Sheriff's Office leads the investigation with other local law enforcement agencies and the FBI. Well, we'll see what the FBI does with it. Last time that they pieced together a major multi-state ring uh, for the FBI uh, for um, um, the Jeffrey Epstein investigation, Alex Acosta can tell you what happened with that. Met a brick wall. It's common practice for the FBI to offer assistance when requested to our law enforcement partners. We're assisting, and so will uh, so will defer to the lead agency, which is the Utah County Sheriff's Office. At FBI spokeswoman Sandra Barker, at a press conference a day uh, a day after authorities announced the joint investigation in Utah County. Then Utah County Attorney David Levitt identified himself and his wife and attorney um, as potential suspects while vigorously refuting the claim, identified themselves. Remember, that's, that's, that's how we started talking about this. Hey, it came out, came out of nowhere. That's when this became a real story for the public. Levitt, who lost a re-election bid on June 28th to his challenger, who won by 73%, I guess he wasn't that popular, said law enforcement, quote, is about trust. It is about being able to say what, uh, say that when the government makes an allegation that there's substance behind it, that we can believe in it. He demanded the sheriff resign and that the investigation stop. Quote, we deserve more of our public officials and we deserve more from the news media to respectfully and responsibly ferret out what is true and what is not. Oh, well. Um, yeah. Now, here's here, again, a little bit of review. County attorney named himself as a suspect. In his rebutting press conference, Sheriff Smith said his office released no documents to the public that identified Levitt as a suspect and denied that the investigation was political. Quote, Mr. Levitt named himself, end quote, Cannon said, and would neither confirm, deny, or comment about anyone who, uh, anyone whose names have come up in the case. What I will say, however, is that the case, in this case, Mr. Levitt referred to is not the case being investigated in April 2021. He implies otherwise, but he is wrong. Uh, 
Smith refused to resign, halt the probe, or reprimand officers involved in the Utah County Sheriff's Office Special Victims Unit investigation. So we're going to see what happens with that. A little bit of that, a little bit of Georgia Guidestones. One's ritualistic in nature. The other one is a little bit more of a revelation of the method. What if CERN had something to do with the explosion? What if they can't find any explosive materials and it just out of, out of nowhere? Because it's, it's either that or it's just a, a thunder strike, a lightning strike from God. Like when the George Floyd um, mural wall was, was crumbled to the ground by a lightning strike, which I thought was really something else. I'd never seen footage of lightning take on a brick wall before, usually like a tree, telephone pole, uh, radio antenna, but brick and mortar? I didn't, I didn't understand that. Maybe there's rebar in there? I, I have no clue. I have no clue. But we're going to take some calls now, and I'm going to go to your super chats and see what everybody is up to. Remember, all of your, if you just send in $1 from now until the end of Thursday, this is what is up for grabs. We will announce the names on Friday. All my notes, all my everything. There's a couple of, you'll see plenty of pages with, with just highlighters, pink, yellow, black pen, no blue pen. A lot of things. Sometimes I'll just write, oh, damn, when we found a really awesome place. So... Let's get around to that, shall we? And we'll take some calls on the line, 914-595-6953. Or you can get into Discord, on air there in Discord. In the Super Chats, we have One Way Mel. One Way Mel says, one more. One more, hold on, I guess you said something about the Guidestones. Frank, I'm thinking the slab that blew was the Chinese and Arabic. I'm so glad I saw it in person. Um, one way, oh, don't worry, Mel, this will be rebuilt. This will be rebuilt. And, um, and I don't know. They'll have National Guard around it for some reason. One way, Mel says, again, one more thing about the Guidestones. When, uh, we were there, my dog took a dump next to the time capsule. Good boy. Oh, that's good. You better watch out. They'll, they'll hunt you down now. They'll hunt you down. They knew that you were there. You 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 let the dog defecate all over their precious monument to genocide. Hello Kitty says, "Hi Frank, God is good. I lost my job back in February for non-compliance. I would not get the jab. However, I was just with a new company doing the same work, uh making more money and better benefits. Yeah, I now can continue blessing you." Oh, I'm so happy that you guys uh that you're doing all well over there, Kitty. And I'm glad that you pulled through, and, and I'm grateful one way or another for everything you sent in the past to anything you, you'd like to send in the future. It doesn't matter to me as long as you're having a good time out there. Really appreciate it. Uh, WitchyPoo22, I, I hope that... I, I know people are trying to call in right now, but I'm not getting anything. So, Skype... I, I have less and less use for Skype. I don't even care if I have to change the call-in number. I am not attached. The only reason why I picked this one, the 595-6953, is because it had 69 in it. That's the only, that was my only thought process. So if there is another, uh, there's something else that I can get a, a number for, 
because I want to be able, I want people to be able to call in from cell phones on the road or wherever the hell else. I want a call-in number. So if anybody knows of a service that provides a call-in number, um, that would be great because this is this is bullshit. I use it less and less, and it, it works less and less. All right, nine one four five nine five six nine five three. A little bit more. Uh, WitchyPoo22 says the guidestones are now are completely gone now. What do you mean? They knocked them all down? Wait, hold on a second. Guide stones demolished. Let's see. Demolished after bombing damage. Oh shit! This was an hour ago. It's it's true. Um. Hold on. W wait, are they gonna have footage of this? This is from WSB TV. Georgia Guidestones demolished after bombing damages mysterious monument. Let's see here. Hold on. Where is the is the demolishing there? Come on, let's see the demolishing. Damn! Hold on. Um Part of the mysterious Georgia Monument that Georgia has been since demolished. The Georgia Bureau of Investigation said Wednesday night. 19-foot-tall granite monument that served both a tourist attraction and fodder for conspiracy theorists since it was erected by anonymous patrons in 1980. Oh, they're not that anonymous anymore uh, if you tuned into Davos. They have, they've been having a wonderful time with their coming out party lately. If anybody has any um, footage, if this has been shot in any way, shape, or form, please, by all means, send me the footage of the final destruction. That that would be really great. Well, we can put that into the we can put that into the um, the opening. We can edit that in to the opening intro video because we like to freshen that up from time to time. Let's see. Anything else? No. There's another video they have here. I just want to make sure I didn't miss the the complete demolition. Nope. Nope, that's it. Okay, well, thank you for letting me know, Witchy Poo. I didn't know that they're down, down for the count. Um. Oh, hold on. Zoso dude says emailed you a video of them tearing down the remnants. Let me see if. Oh wait. Okay, hold on. Now we got it. Of course, in the Discord as well. Thank you, Zoso. Uh, soon, Mr. Wick put it into the Discord. The Discord is really clutch for stuff like that. Um, let's watch this thing come down, huh? Oh, there's the middle. Take him out. Take it out. <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful. You hear the thuds you just heard are all the, uh, the slabs. Now take out these two. Push this one down. Push it down. Come on, what are you doing? What are you doing? Taking your sweet ass time. They should have allowed people to go out there with sledgehammers to take it down. Like it's the Berlin Wall. So that's something. Tremendous. Tremendous. Well, thank you everybody on Discord and thank you Zoso, dude. Thank you so much with that one. Let me see what else we have. Um, 
All right, what else we have in the super chats? Bebski, thirty minutes ago, says I like to thank. I like to think the current popular evil talking points these moron dem- demon rats come out with and celebrities or they celebrate will be ashamed of as they grow older and become more mature. But only time will tell. In the meantime, thank you, Frank, for speaking truth. Well, I'm happy that you're having a good time out there, Bebski, and, and we could uh, we can emote together. And if I can help any of you guys um, get it out vicariously, then I'm um, I'm happy to do so because it feels good for me too. That 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 hawk, that hawk chick, what a dummy! Thank thank God people give them scripts because they're really dumb. They're really dumb. They think they're being profound. They think that they're you know girl power, woo woo, and they sound like absolute morons. Amanda Fox says thanks for another great show, Frank. Thank you, Amanda. Thank you. And on July, when was this? This is a day ago. I didn't see this. Claire from Texas says, you're the best, Frank. Thank you for all that you do. Claire, thank you. And I hope you're feeling well. Hope you're feeling well, Claire. All right. A little bit more. Stostube sent in a nice blessing. Cody says, American Stonehenge? More like Stone Cringe. That's a good one. Also, they just finished leveling out the rest of the structure so it no longer exists. As always, love the show, bro. Thank you for that, Cody. And thank you, everybody, for bringing that to my attention. That's breaking news on the fly. Maggie Moo says, what if CERN let in God let in God entities? I was thinking, what if, you know, all the things that could be happening with CERN going on on July 5th. They turned it on yesterday. So pretty much while many of us were still... I don't know what time they turned it on July 5th. If it was sometime just like after midnight local time out there in Switzerland, then I don't know. I mean, obviously it's July 5th in Europe a lot earlier than it is here in the United States when we're still celebrating the 4th. So um, it's interesting. Just interesting timing. Interesting timing. We'll have a lot more to talk about about that tomorrow. And remember, after the show at 9 o'clock, a lot of great things. A lot of great things to to watch from Salt Radio. It's about an hour long, and it's all about Metaverse, the Multiverse, and CERN, the third activation. Um, I want to want to talk a lot about those themes tomorrow with Rob. He's going to be watching it tonight, too. So I, I think that we should all be on the same page, and maybe I can get some highlights. But as long as you all have seen it, or many of you have, Go and tune in there, and um, and yes. All right. Well, sounds like we are not allowed to take calls tonight, which is really, really terrible. Really sucks. I'm going to sign out. Yes. And I'm going to quit the entire thing. It's 7.53. I really want to try this again. 914-595-6953. And away we go. All right, it's up. Let's see if that happens. I mean, I, I pay enough for it, but I will stop paying tonight if I can find an alternative. Um, if that is all, I'm just going to go on a really quick break because we're already at the top of the hour. Would have been nice to have a few of familiar voices come in, but I guess we'll get caught up some point. Thanks a lot, everybody. We will be back. Don't go anywhere. We have a wonderful second half, including a call with Adam Krigler, who should be uh, wrapping up his show on his channel in about six minutes from now. 
So, don't go anywhere. We still got to talk about Joe Rogan and Trump and all that stuff. It'll be a fun one, and uh, and thank you. More of your thoughts, I guess, through Super Chat or Discord. Remember, you can still get in. You get into the Discord, go into the, into the voice waiting rooms, and I'll be able to take you in. All right? We'll be right back. It's treason, then. Welcome to Intermission. We'll, we'll be right back. Quite frankly. 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 Not quite. Let's go, Brandon. I agree. Yeah. Quite frankly, in Roma, Italia. Quite frankly, you going on Frank's show tonight? I really like you. You're very smart. So everybody watch. Quite frankly, with Frank. Quite frankly. How dare you? Thank you all again for being here. Um, I also would like to thank that we had a few people sign up as monthly sponsors over the weekend, and it was a it was really amazing. And I, I love reaching out to everybody and thanking them personally. Of course, you can uh, go check out how you can do that on the sponsor us tab on quitefrankly.tv or any of the links under the description of this episode that you're listening to or watching. We have plenty of room uh, that we have made. We've actually expanded a couple of tiers so people can get in on the monthly Polaroid club where I send Polaroids to you. They're usually, you know, silly, seasonal. Um, Aurora's been making little uh, appearances in cute little ways. Uh, there's the, the, the postcards. I love writing those out. Lauren helps me out with them. There's so many things. But even if you go to quitefrankly.tv and become like a, a dollar a month sponsor, um, everybody that, ha- that signs up for a monthly plan anywhere, you always all get at least one thing. Well, a couple things. You get priority messaging either through email or through um, direct messaging depending on the platform. 
Um, and then, of course, you get the unlisted links to the Sunday evening chats that we do. Sunday afternoon live streams that are unlisted. So thank you, everybody, for being a part of that. And it continues to allow us to stay independent while the world just does, um, it, you know, the news is tightening. But this is how we, we stay strong. And I thank you guys for keeping my my voice out there. That's big. It really is. And in the meantime, just share the show. It's a great way to sponsor me. So let's get down to some super chats. We'll start on Rumble. I had a, a very generous Rumble rant come in from Raven Pendragon. And Raven says, I love this show, Frank. Here's my one-time annual contribution to keep you independent. Thank you, Raven. I really do. I, I appreciate it greatly. Really do. And there's more. There's uh, Buck Passer says, kind of funny. The Guidestones were destroyed on George Bush's George Bush Jr.'s birthday. It was GW's birthday? I didn't even know that. Selling the Farm says, loving every minute of you. Thank you all on Rumble. Rumble has become a nice place for people who just don't want to do YouTube anymore. Same kind of functionality. Uh... Not enough chat room tools just yet, but thank you guys so much out there. On to Foxhole. On to Foxhole. Sean Joe, thank you. Doug Simi, thank you. B Tech Vendetta, another another OG. Thank you. Tom Ford says, petty laws and useless officials. Goodbye IRS and ATF, but in global government, agreed. No need at all. I've got a whole book here. I've got a whole book here my cousin Sherry gave me. We should do one night. I was going to turn it into a, a bit called, but if not for government, who would, you know, if not for government, who would pave the roads, all that shit. This is called It's Against the Law. And it was, it was published in 1949. And here's the inscription from someone. To Doc Kenev, a real friend I am proud to know and a lifesaver. Best. From Dick, Dick Hyman. Dick Hyman? That's weird. Uh, but anyway, February 21st, 1950. Anyway, this whole book, It's Against the Law, by Dick Hyman. Oh, shit. This is the author's name. <laughs> I didn't even know that. So the author, Dick Hyman. Imagine having that name. You have the weapon and you have the target. <laughs> God. It's Against the Law. This is a... Um, this is a publication that goes throughout all of the the union. The union, um, at the time, all of the craziest laws on the books. So here's a here's an example. Here's Maine. Here's Maine. This is the the state of Maine. I don't know if these laws are still in the books, but by 1950 there were. A Maine law forbids the wearing of spiked shoes in public. It is illegal to whistle in Maine on Sundays. It, it, by 1949, that was still a law. I don't know if it's, if it's just not enforced. So you out there in Maine, it is against the law to lead bears around on a rope. You can't put a leash on a bear in Maine. You can do that in Vermont, though. Let's go to uh, Michigan. In Detroit, it is unlawful to step into the path of a moving vehicle, thus constituting a traffic hazard. Oh, they, uh, they have no clue about traffic hazards now. They don't give a shit about that. In Detroit, it is against the law to sit in the middle of the street and read a newspaper. But you can just lay in the middle of the street high on drugs 
That's fine. That's a human right. Uh, let's see here. Another one. Talk about needless laws. Nebraska. Old Nebraska law forbids firemen to play checkers. You can play pinochle, but you can't play checkers, you firemen out there. It's an old Nebraska law. In Atkinson, it is against the law to whistle at married women. Well, that's that's nice. How do you know they're married, though? I guess, uh, I guess you, I don't know. It's against the law to sneeze in public in Nebraska. Well, it's against the laws to sneeze everywhere now. So we'll go, we'll, I'll just keep flipping through that. This will take us years to get through. Years to get through. All right, what else do we have? What else do we have? In, uh, in Pilled. Sharon Roth says they knocked the entire Guidestones down an hour ago. Frank Staint says, welcome back, Frank. Hope you got, a sun, uh, got some sun on your mini vacation. Yeah. Yeah, I also got a hornet bite, too. I, w I wanted to just make sure that the hedges were nice for when people came by on Monday. And, you know, the sun was out. I got some great sun on, on Monday. I felt good. But I went out there, took my shirt off, and I'm, I'm, I'm just doing the hedge. And all of a sudden, I just see these things flying around. There's a hornet's nest in there. Never seen that in, in that bush before. But there was a hornet's nest in there. I thought that, like, I had kicked up some, like, horse flies or something, which they bite, too. But all of a sudden, it was like a mini lightning strike on my lower abdomen. I was like, ah! What the f and it looked like a, a chunk had been taken out. But I got an ice pack on it pretty quick, and um, it was nothing by the end of the day. So obviously, I'm not uh, allergic. EO, thank you, EO, the demo. I don't know. You're going to have to send that to me somewhere else. Tom Ford says, I want to know what's in the buried time capsules. Anyone in Georgia has I get eyes on it. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe someone like Grace knows. Annette, Annette 50202, Georgia Guidestones blown up on George W. Bush's birthday. Classic. And Cheers Frank says, Swickley and Fox's Happy Hump Day. The Georgia Guidestones were twerked down. It was a ritual, says Black Mamba. Oh, are you talking about the uh, the Rhode Island Congresswoman? Yeah, that's how that's how um, that's how good uh, Democrats are right now in the polls. They they're they're trying to twerk, trying to twerk their way into into office. Not going to work. Then again, nothing's changed. So, who the hell knows? Hey, you know who's joining us right now? I'm just gonna loop him in because I want to get this. I want to get started, and I uh, and uh, it Adam. Uh, uh, yeah, here he is. Adam Krigler is hanging out with us tonight. He just jumped in a little bit early. Why not talk to him a little bit earlier? Adam, how you doing? He's coming. Don't worry. I can hear. I can hear him typing. Perhaps he just thinks it's 815. You know what we'll do? We'll go around with this 815 and he'll jump in. Here's what I want to get it around to right now, because we have a couple of minutes before Adam starts talking to us. Um, first thing is this. Joe Rogan. Here, let's go up to the screen capture. Joe Rogan says he's turned down multiple offers to have Trump on his podcast. He says, I don't want... Oh, I can hear you, Adam. You hear me? Oh, he's on a major delay. He can, he's talking to me, but it's on a delay, so he'll, 
he'll answer past me. Past version of Frank in a couple of seconds now. Let's see. Joe Rogan revealed that he has turned down multiple offers for former President Donald Trump to appear on his podcast. Speaking with podcast host Lex Friedman on his show on Monday, Rogan admitted to not being a Trump supporter and refusing to help him on his platform. Again, why'd you bring on Bernie Sanders? Why'd you bring on anybody? Uh, it makes it makes no sense. Hey, Adam, you there? You. You, you, hear, you, now. you hear me now? Yeah, I, I switched the audio, and uh, then when it actually took me into the meeting, it changed all of my settings. And I, I, had, I had set it up before you brought me in, and for some reason it, it switched me out. A lot of that happens sometimes with people. Uh, the one thing I, I, I... It's been a pretty smooth transition to Zoom, but the one thing that has lagged behind a little bit is when people get in, there's usually about a minute before the microphone situation gets... gets uh, you know, all sorted out. But either way, man, it's great to have you on. So you just ended your show on your channel, right? I did, yeah. Just just finished and uh, jumped right on over. So what did you guys talk about tonight? Uh, tonight we talked about uh, the Dutch farmers uh, going nuts. Oh, yes. About um, the Georgia Guidestones, of course, being demolished, which I'm okay with. Uh, I don't know about you, but... I'm fine with it. Good riddance. <laughs> and um, I was going to talk about... Uh, the twerking senator trying to uh, twerk her way into re-election, uh, but I didn't have time because, of course, I, I didn't want to be late for your show here. So, well, you know what? We can talk about that if you want in a second. I because I, I think it ties in a little bit to what I was just about to start with this whole story about Joe Rogan and uh, you know uh, saying that he has denied Donald Trump airtime multiple times because he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to help him out now. Let's talk. I'll just read a little bit through this, and we'll. Uh, Interesting. You, yeah, you stop. Stop me whenever the hell you want, and just jump on in. Um, okay. So he, here we go. It says the Trump era. Hold on. Joe Rogan revealed he has turned down multiple offers to former. Pre oh, I have to get my. Uh, I'll, I'll work out my camera angle for you in a second. You're looking at my guest couch. Uh, revealed he has turned down multiple offers for former President Donald Trump to appear on the show. Uh, quote, the Trump era is also going to be one of the weirder times, Rogan said. When people look back historically about the division in the country, he's such a polarizing figure that so many people felt they could uh, abandon their own ethics and morals and principles just to attack him and anybody who supports him because he's an existential threat to democracy itself. Uh, don't you think it's not, uh, it's not a cause, but maybe like a symptom like it's going to get, uh, like uh, it's going to get you. You said you got to get real, real weird. Hold Maybe on, I want to break down what he just said. Though. Yes, please. Okay, like, all right. So they'll look back at the the division. First off, Trump was the one who created the division. He even says it right here. He's such a polarizing figure that many people felt like they could abandon their own ethics and morals and principles just to attack him, and anyone who supports him. Because he's a threat to what they want. Yes. So it, it's not Trump that's creating these these issues. So maybe giving Trump a platform to maybe explain some of the stuff that they're claiming might he might actually to be able to explain his side of things. And the people who are blindly just going along with this narrative of Trump is the bad man, orange man, bad, all that stuff might actually get a better view of what he uh, what his plan is all about. Yeah, no, I, I and here's there's a lot of other problems I have with this here too. Now, for example, when he said he said that he doesn't want to, he said I'm not going to help him out. 
here's the big thing. You see him on Jimmy Kimmel. The, oh, wait, wait, hold on. Uh, uh, he's running against, you don't think it's not a cause, but maybe it's like a symptom, like he's going to get, this is what Friedman said, like it's going to get real weird, maybe it gets weirder. First of all, Trump was not the cause. It, it was that there was something there. It was almost like when you rip down the paneling of the wall and you see just really how bad the termite infestation is. Yes. Uh, if we were a stable society, uh, the the emergence of Donald Trump candidacy would not have really torn us asunder. Uh, he he wouldn't have gone anywhere. Agreed. Okay. It would not. He would have not gone anywhere. In fact, he wouldn't have had any impetus to run in the first place. But. Here he is again. He's in response. Rogan said he believes the former president will run for office again. Um, he's running against a dead man, you know. I mean, Joe Biden. He shakes hands with people that aren't even there when he gets off stage. I think he's seeing ghosts, Rogan said. Um, by the way, I'm not a Trump supporter in any way, shape, or form. I've had the opportunity to have him on my show. I've said no every time. I don't want to help him. I'm not interested in helping him. Now, that has got to be Spotify talking. It has to be. Or, or even before Spotify, why would you not bring on what would be one of the biggest guests that you can get if you are a talk show host? And why would he think that it would help him? You know, what is that? Is that Joe's self, um, I, I don't want to say ego, but, you know, knowing his self-worth? Or is it his ego talking? Or is it the fact that he thinks Trump might actually have some things to say that would make him seem more appealing? You know, it's like, well, you know, because a lot of people it, put Biden on a show like that. He's going to look much worse. It'll hurt his chances because Biden is a freaking he like Rogan said, he's a dead man. The guy doesn't he doesn't even know how to speak coherent sentences anymore. And Kamala Harris just repeats sentences over and over again. They're kind of like the opposite in uh, opposite sides of the idiot coin. Um, so bringing Trump on instantly assuming it would help him means maybe it means two things he thinks so much of his own podcast that anyone that goes goes on it people will just instantly like uh no matter what they say or is it that uh he thinks trump actually has some things that are actually positive for this country which tends to be the case a lot of people are realizing man we had it pretty good under trump and uh, he had the the government kind of worried about the people because the people should have the power. That's why they're upset about this whole Roe v. Wade thing, because it's returning power to the states. It's not making it illegal. It's just saying we we don't get to decide. The states should decide. It's like, I'm all about that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Well, no, no, I, I, I'm, I'm on with what you're saying there, because I, uh, I just, there's so much more here that that could be said about who is willing to come to a man's defense who you might not like, but you can see is just being raked over the coals. Uh, right. there was, there's, there's something to be said about what, what does the crucifixion of Donald Trump say about the future for America, for the little man? And uh, there was this one piece here in the, the end of the article. It says, Fried, Lex Friedman tells Joe Rogan, I think you'll have him on. I think ultimately, I mean, you had, uh, you had a lot of people I think you might, you may otherwise be skeptical. Uh, would I have a good conversation, which I think you, is your metric? You don't care about politics, and I think that you had that you had like Kanye West on, for example, and you had a great conversation with them. Uh, yeah, but that was Kanye a good conversation. 
I know. And he says Kanye's an artist. Kanye's doing well or not doing well doesn't change the course of our country, Rogan said bluntly. And he is absolutely wrong there, too. Because as, he, as Kanye was trying to become president. Yeah. Like, no. he, he was literally trying to become president when he was on his show last. It was like, well, actually, <laughs> so that, that statement is actually factually incorrect. No, yeah, absolutely. He was he was actively campaigning at the time. Not only that, but he had, uh, he, like I said, Bernie Sanders. Um, the, what's his name? Uh, Johnson. Ron, uh, uh, Gary Johnson a couple of times let him make a fool of himself on there, who he pretty much just admitted to all libertarian, potential libertarian voters that he came up in a, like, who you side with survey, 70% in line with Bernie Sanders. That was a great libertarian pick. Um, right. But... But same thing here with, with uh, Kanye. Unbelievably untrue about somebody of his stature, the ability to change a country. Because his right. little red pill run that he went on in like 17 or 18, whatever, whatever year it was, it was astronomically important. I know, I know he, he sort of burnt, burned up during reentry. And uh, he went off the the rails again, and then he he got into this really weird religious stuff. Now he he has like he's praying with Justin Bieber and shit. But right. but. But, you know, I didn't run out and buy his albums, uh, Adam, but when someone of his reach starts tweeting about Thomas Sowell to millions of young Americans, especially young black youth, I mean, that's huge. That that could have... Yeah, it's amazing. Everyone should know Thomas Sowell's name. That's a game changer right there. So I don't know. I don't know what Rogan's Rogan's deal is, but uh, he's... So wait, wait, you, you, so you think Spotify was like, you can't have Trump on your show? It can't, it can't well, imagine, be that. Imagine the fallout. Imagine the fallout because they they freaked out and wanted Joe Rogan off when he had doctors talking about their specific field of expertise yeah. in the science world. And people freaked out because it went against the narrative. So like having Trump on is like the exact opposite of their narrative. And <laughs> they would absolutely go crazy. Well, he's been Spotify's on Spotify. Probably like, please, no, please. Isn't he on there for like two years now? Or how many years? A year and a half. Oh, okay. It was like, like mid-2020 or something when he when he moved. No, it was like early 2020 maybe. Yeah, so, I mean, I think that move was during the last year of Trump's, uh, Trump's administration, his, uh, his first term. So yeah. to think that... To think that he would say no to a Donald Trump. When you bring it on, you know, if you are willing to humanize Alex Jones, who is far more controversial than Donald Trump is. True. I mean, I, According I, to some, they, they really want you to believe that Trump is like the worst person that could ever be in in, in office at all. You know, I, the, Alex Jones is less known than trump trump is a worldwide name everyone knows trump's name alex jones not so much uh not on that level of of notoriety on the planet hmm. so there there is a difference uh and i could see that there being a difference no alex jones like i didn't know who alex jones was and before i uh moved to join the timcast irl show back in 2020 i found out you know i really didn't pay attention to the internet at all i i wasn't I wasn't on YouTube. I wasn't watching people's stuff. I was out skateboarding and traveling the world. That's what I was doing in, in my 20s and, and early 30s. You know, I was, I was outside skating. I wasn't online. And when I would go, go home, I, would probably, I was probably like playing a video game or something with my friends. So I didn't know the, that world. So the, the world is a little like the Internet world. Twitter, I mean, what is it, like 2% of the population or something is on Twitter? Like that's something that's ridiculous. That's actually a lot of people. 
200 what is it 250 nothing. 250 million that's a lot of people they say but in in the scheme of things 8 billion people on this planet i mean it's like nothing right well they, they want to if you, you 250 million you still have about another 250 million left before the georgia guidestones wants you <laughs> right so you can still fit everybody in there so that so twitter is okay by the georgia guidestones uh, uh criterion there but um, I, love, I love how number five on that list is protect people. <laughs> and, but number one is there should only be 500 million of them. But it's like, well, how do we get how do we get to, from one to five without killing, you know, 90 percent of the population? Yeah. The protect planet? protect people and nations after you reduce their population by 94 <laughs> percent. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's just, yeah. It's just insane, man. But, you know, this is what I'm talking about. It's things like this. We talk about a lot. I mean, even just even just wrapping up on the whole Rogan and Trump thing, and even with the, with the Thomas Sowell uh, um, uh, comment there, most education is like weather underground approved. So little things like that will change the culture, and mm-hmm. and you know what the general impact that Trump had across all those demographics too, especially the black vote, especially the the Hispanic vote, which are which is is bleeding crazy. I mean, they are not reliable to the Bolsheviks anymore, which is why this is why Fox and CNN and Axios and all the other ones LARPed this dead man into office. And I mean, hell, you you said it yourself. They got this. They have they're they're trying to twerk for votes right now in Rhode Island. Uh, What's going on? I just I'm really interested. Over one million registered voters switched to Republicans. It's such a massive shift. I mean, we're seeing a, a, a crazy shift towards not necessarily like conservatism, um, but away from the woke side of things. You know, woke is in politics. It's in culture. It's in, it's in all things right now. Um, and a lot of people are back in 2017, for example, I think it was like 45 percent believed that you know, when a doctor says uh, what gender it is, it could be wrong. 45% of the population. That's crazy. Mm. But now it's dropped down to 30% in five years. So that's a huge shift in, in like the general mindset of gender. Now, obviously it's taken up a huge conversation uh, among different uh, sporting events and, and what, whatnot. But just that alone, it's like, all right, there's a lot of people that are like, you know what, we're not going to just uh, say sure to these people and, and cater to them. We're going to stop catering to people. And I love that. And I think that that line, we're not going to cater to these people anymore, um, can be applied to a lot of different things, politics especially. You know, the people that cater, Hillary Clinton and her hot sauce, remember that? Oh, horrible. You know, or, or her going to Brooklyn. Hey, Brooklyn, I, I live here now. Like, I'm, I'm a Brooklyn knight. And it's like, bitch, you don't know anything. Like, what? Who, who are you? You're catering. You're pandering. You're, you're doing all these things that just it, it proves how little you think of other people. And I think because of the internet, people are becoming very aware of inauthenticity. They can recognize when someone's bullshitting them. And politics are not used to facing such scrutiny. Um, especially with the internet sleuths that are out there that will be that can I mean my goodness they go over every single thing on the internet I don't know how they do it you know but they like cross reference and compare uh, defiant L's is a is an example that comes to mind it's a Twitter account that mm-hmm. will take someone's post about something and then 
somehow have a tweet from like 10 years ago that is like the opposite standpoint that they tweeted out when it was like, you know, or, or more like f four years ago when Trump was president, but now when Biden's president, it's like polar opposite statements that because Trump was president, it was okay, but now Biden's president, so now it's like a completely different perspective. And it's like these internet sleuths are doing just incredible work. Lives of TikTok, you know, continues posting these crazy leftist ideologies that are being uh, forced on children and indoctrination. It's pushing more people away from all this crap. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's a it's a beautiful time. It is. You know, I'm having a great time. I, I always, it's a very common phrase on this show to be able to say that you know the dark ages was somebody's good old days. You have to be able to, this, there has to be opportunity somewhere, and we have to find a way to make a little bit of order out of the chaos that you're living around. And mm -hmm. I think that especially that we have a leg up from other eras because of the technology that has been bestowed upon us. Uh, the fact that we're able to do shows like this, completely independent of any large network or, uh, or, or, or uh, you know, any kind of radio syndication, it's it's a tremendous testament of where we are and what we sure. could do. But um, you know, I I, well, I, I want to add to that. Yeah, I want to add to that. Uh, waking up every day and realizing you're awake is is just uh, one step, right? And and realizing that, and people people don't do that anymore. They take being alive for granted. Right. I, I, I try to look around and realize what I have and be grateful for that and know that I have an amazing life and I'm grateful for that. You know, and I have an incredible following of people that that follow me and I have a, a great circle of people who invite me on their shows, uh, not unlike this one, uh, to to join them and have more conversations to try to push um, a conversation to happen about life and stuff. You know, just we got to be grateful again. We got to recognize what we have. And I don't know how to do that. You know, there, it's very difficult to help people or not help. And I don't want to use the word force people to recognize, you know, but it is it's so rewarding realizing what you have and being grateful for that. There's there's something about that that makes me feel better instead of focusing on what I don't have, which is tends to be what people do or focusing on what other people have i guess is more important they have more than me therefore they are more privileged than i am or they worked harder than you and got what they wanted because they focused on themselves instead of you right mm -hmm. and and people need to have that kind of an attitude we gotta we gotta somehow ingrain that back into our society because we've lost that that's a, uh, another thing I'd love to have you back on more and more for because we do most current events is something that we do and it pops up and it's really in your face, but it's a mm -hmm. lot of human condition topics. We do I a lot that. of, yeah, it, it's just, it's a, it's a huge thing. We do a lot of nostalgia shows. I create a lot of official show threads that we work off of feedback from the audience on one thing or another. I think that you would really enjoy some of the things we do here. I gotta, I gotta ask you on more often, especially if you're ever in the tri-state area sure. again, you gotta come in studio, but okay. on that, on gratefulness, I think that all goes hand in hand with the recurring theme elsewhere too, Be, of manners and etiquette. I know that you talk about that a lot too on your show, but every day you just, we bear witness to people treating each other like absolute trash. Now, it's just part of my delivery 
I get I get mad at the you know I I get mad at the the dregs of, of society that I see acting out already you know acting out in their final form here and it uh, I'm, I'm I'm adding to the fray a little bit but I got a vent too but on the other on the flip side I I'm never anything less than wanting to 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 be on good terms with everybody and manners and etiquette and I, I think that we've lost so much of that and I think that it's really something that can un unlock so much potential for us it's more important than a college degree that's number one absolutely Um, agreed a hundred percent right there um i I, there's a few things i'm I'm thinking of uh first i want to say um my wife and i have had many conversations because we don't fight i've i've been in relationships in my life where you know you fight and mean things are said and I think people. I'm sorry, Adam. Can you get a little bit? Can you uh, uh, jack that up just a little bit there? Because you're you're dipping below. How is that? That sounds a little bit better. Yeah, just need a little bit more. Okay, go ahead. You, your wife and you you don't so, fight. So yeah, we don't fight, and we talk about things whenever there's issues, and you know we work them out. And I've had past relationships where you know I've fought with the people that I was with, and um, some of them were a little kookier than others, um, and. I remember, you know, there's mean things that have been thrown around. And, of course, I've seen other people be really mean to each other when they're supposed to be in a loving relationship. You know, there, there's something about the society has led us to be so focused on the me. Me, 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 me. You know, and that's – it's not even a, a single person's fault because society has given us all these wonderful things. Like, you know, we kind of mentioned earlier, you know, we have – a very comfortable existence as human beings on this planet right now, especially in, in the Western countries. Uh, let's just take America, for example. You know, we have uh, an incredible system that has g- given us very comfortable lives. We don't have to harvest food every year to make sure we make it to the harsh winters. You know, we have heating and air conditioning. Um, we have farmers that make all the food for us that we don't really have to worry about. Uh, we can focus our minds on things that other than taking care of the base needs of humans that what humans need we don't we don't need to do that anymore so we've actually gone too far to the point where now we're becoming soft we're running out of purpose when a man is purposeless you get you get what we have now which is people going crazy seeking a purpose desperately and there's people that see that in others and say, here, here's a purpose, even though they're evil. And and that purpose is it's got a nice mask on. BLM, for example, you know, it's a, it's a scam. Mm-hmm. I, I might be pissing some people off, but I don't care. I think it is absolutely a scam uh, jumping on the bandwagon of trying to sell racism and make money and buy themselves mansions. Uh, but that's a different conversation. You know, relationships, when you when you truly love someone you're never going to be mean to them and now broaden that out to just in any any situation on the street or anything you might not need to love somebody out on on the street but if they're having a shitty day and you're having a shitty day and you guys are shitty to each other you're just going to make each other's days even more shitty but if you're having a a great day and you encounter someone that's having a shitty day and you're kind to them you might actually turn their entire day around Mm -hmm. you never know you know, we can only control how we handle ourselves. And people are so fucking selfish. Can I swear? I'm sorry. Absolutely, I can, yes. 
Okay. They're so fucking selfish in this day and age where they care more about themselves than how they affect others. Now, I care how I affect others. Um, now, But if I piss someone off, you know, there, there needs to be a balance, too, because I can't let how I affect you change how I am me, you know, in a respectful manner. If I'm being respectful and I'm being honest, you know, it's like, and that still offends you, you know, there's, there's a balance there between you shouldn't be offended over what other people think. Because if everyone truly had control over themselves, how would anyone be offended at all? Mm. Being offended wouldn't even exist anymore. Because if someone says something that would possibly offend somebody, no one could be offended because everyone would be so sure in themselves. You know, we, they need, there's this desire to be validated by other people for some reason. Um, and I actually know the reason. It's because, or partly part of the reason, because, you know, I'm, I'm not claiming to be all-knowing or anything. I just think about this stuff a lot. Fatherlessness, people, uh, even parents that will both work and aren't there for their children. Where do you, where do you first learn validation? Where do you first learn your value? From your parents. They're the people that raise you. They're the ones that show you how to be a human being. If they show you they don't give a shit about you, then why would you even give a shit about yourself? Well, I'm glad you you're know? bringing that up because it's not even just, uh, to me, I, I, I discuss this with Lauren all the time because as we get older, we get to, we get to deal with our parents as co-adults. You know, right. oh, that, that, that the, the titanic view you have of your parents and your uncles and aunts as a child where they are just like the titans in your life. They are, they're bigger than you. They've got a lot of experience. You don't actually ever conceive you will be their age one day. You think you're right. always, you know, but so, and it's outside of that, you receive your communication skills. Like, you can also come from a, a household where you get all the validation you need. Some people just get smothered with validation, and then it, it has the, the opposite effect. Um, but, but Yeah, snowplow but, parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. The, the helicopter parents and everything else and the, the bubble wrap parents. They want to just bubble wrap everything. They don't want them to get hurt. But, right. you, but you have um, communication is the really the big thing here. Um, yep. It's okay to, to, to feel like, you know, the, or, or to know that you drew a wrong conclusion. An idea you had wasn't as good. And it's okay to, to, to deal with going out and competing and losing whatever the hell else or even having a debate or, and just seeing a new point of view. The problem is how do you get to that point of view? How are you – what's the, dial, the, the style of dialectic that you are able to strike up with somebody? And are you, like you said before, are you unable to hear any kind of criticism – that is a very, very hard thing right there because I know very that, that, decent people that just fall apart at the seams when it comes to that. Yeah, I I was going to say something spicy, but I'm going to refrain. Oh. Um, I, I think there's a lot of people that don't know how to do that. People get very, very ingrained in their worldview. You, you know, their, their whole identity sometimes is tied up directly with that. So when someone challenges their worldview, it's challenging everything about them. You know, suddenly everything they've ever known is being challenged, even by just a simple question. You know, asking, why do you feel that way? You don't just instantly accept that this is how I feel. It's like, well, no, I want to know why you feel that way. I want to understand the root of, of the, the reason you got there. You know, people don't even want to go there. They just want you to accept their feelings and say, I am valid in my feelings and you should act appropriately. And it's like, <laughs> there's a, 
eight billion people on this planet. You know, we all have absolutely completely different lives and completely different experiences uh, that led us to the point that we're now interacting. Anarchy is um, something that I learned recently. I had a, a self-proclaimed anarchist on my show. A very in- interesting con- conversation, and I really like what anarchy means. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a mutual. Um, it's two two people, two parties coming together in a mutual agreement to have an interaction. You and I are having an anarchistic conversation right now. You invited me on your show. I said I really would love to come on your show. And now we're mutually talking because we both would like to converse with each other. And and that's an, a mutually agreed upon um, engagement. And that's what true anarchy is. And, and I love that. I'm like, that's great. I, I really like that kind of uh, vibe, a mutually agreed upon engagement. You know, there's a lot of people out there that don't want to talk because they're having a shitty day. And it's like, well, then don't. If you're not, if you if you don't want to talk with someone, maybe you shouldn't be out and about and talking. But if you got to get done, you got to get stuff done. Um, man, there's 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 so my mind is racing because I'm like try, I, I have like all these different points that I'm trying to. Is Adam like, Krigler is Agla, is Adam Krigler becoming an anarcho capitalist? That's what I want to know. I mean. It, it, listen, I, I have, I, I am, uh, I, I think I'm, I, I really relate to to everything. I understand the stateless society kind of life. I really do. I just think that uh, on a little bit more of a base level, we we are always, are always tending to organize in some limited fashion. Then of Agreed. Co- you know, it, it just happens. We, we just, we organize. We just, what I we do. I don't think it can exist. I think that's the case. I, I, I've, I had him on my show and I was like, how can a country exist with a full anarchistic system? And I didn't really get an answer that I well, was Well, it satisfied. wouldn't be a country. It would be a, it would be a, pl- it would be a geographical location. Right, but right. That's, that's the problem, though, because unless every single person on the planet decided to have a mutually agreed-upon relationship with everyone else, it wouldn't exist. There is always going to be people that want to take your things. There's always going to be people that want to control everyone else. There's always going to be lazy-ass people that don't want to do anything. There's always going to be people that will work their ass off to get what they desire, uh, whether it be through good means or evil means, right? We can't change the base fundamentals of the different types of people that are on this planet. Some people are would fit in perfectly with that kind of society. But that's not the case. Even if America were to somehow become this anarchistic nation and, you know, there would just be militias instead of government where people would group together and, like, help protect the neighborhoods or whatever. I mean, I'm just, like, trying to envision what it would look like. Mm-hmm. Say China suddenly was like, all right, well, now they don't have a national uh, military. Let's go invade them now. Granted, it would probably be even harder because there would be even there would be three guns behind every blade of grass, so they'd have a extraordinarily difficult time but i still see the need to have some sort of system where we organize like you said we do have an inherent uh push to try to um group up and um, we're social creatures i mean that's what human beings are you know we are we are we, we are human beings that pass knowledge together you know we can't if if you drop a human being in a room right baby in a room with no windows no walls it'd be a nightmarish situation, but you yeah. let them grow, grow up with no help. If you didn't teach them anything, they no input. Know how to speak. They they wouldn't know how to eat. They wouldn't know how to do anything because we we don't have them it ingrained in us to be a human being. How, like what is being a human being anyway? Right? 
but if we learn by being taught that's how humans function um so it would be a it would be a weird situation i just don't think it would work i don't know well, I think that we are actually where we are right now because we've been deliberately taught something that is incompatible with what was being experimented with here. And, um, and, okay. and more and more, more and more, I think we're just a little bit more withdrawn. And I, I think that in, a, in any other situation, in maybe like a pre-programmed digital, well, I don't know, whatever, NPC kind of a world, you don't have to really think think about what's going on around you because you won't have to worry about, as as you said, anybody trying to take advantage of you or the people around you. But as you know, even in in the United States, even in in simpler, a little bit more decentralized times, like have you ever read Alexei de Tocqueville's uh, Democracy in America? Mm-mm. Oh boy, Adam, that is one that you've got to pick up. It is a classic. Talks about you were talking about a European that comes to the United States in the 19th century, and is observing the American way of life, the 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 the, the average town, the way people take things up, the the way that the entire union at that time was really um, how it was dispersed, and and what the interests, the either the, the faith-based interests or the industrial interests were from north and south, and what was coming, what was there. It's it's a it's a tremendous ride. It really is, and I think that. The only chance we ever had of, or any ever would have anywhere, is if you have some kind of a, a common view of what you're trying to accomplish. Even if that thing you're trying to accomplish is a quiet little ranch for you and your family, and you don't really want to be bothered, you're not paying any, into any taxes, you'll take out your own garbage, uh, you're going to dig your own well, you don't want anything. I think that we just don't have anything in common anymore. Anything in common and very poor communication skills, and that's a that's a really uh, that's a really bad combination. In fact, did you see? This is kind of off topic, but not not really since we're talking about like the uh, the um, the what's the culture at large. There was a PBS. There's a PBS special on the brain that just came out. I think last month or something. I saw Mark Dice talking about it a little bit, but it, okay. the, the subject matter in this one particular episode. I, I know I've been at least reading about this stuff since going back, you know, at least eight eight years or so. And it was a subject about how you could actually tell a person's politics based on certain types of reactions to disgusting images. So if you are, yeah, and, and, and it pretty much, it says that with almost 100% certainty, you can determine that a person is more conservative independent in their thinking than those uh, than those who are collectivist and socialistic and leftist in their thinking based on a higher degree of being disgusted with things so if you're conservative you're more disgusted by things um obviously and here and here's where i I bring this out here having something in common um, we are so, f- I think that there's always people looking at the same thing in so many different ways. Eh, I guess it's always been that way, but not so fundamentally. Right now you say, oh, well, a conservative is, uh, they're, they're putting it out there that, of course, conservatives think things are disgusting. They don't want anything different around them or anything like that, which is obviously, obviously nonsense. Diversity is not a disgusting thing. Diversity of thought is not a disgusting thing. Um, but, but at the same time, having flabby old men 
pinwheeling their dicks in front of children is a disgusting thing. They don't Agreed. seem to think that, that that's, you know. So I love how even when they put this stuff out there to demean those out, they really are, they have no kind of insight into how they're really, really just condemning themselves for having absolutely no shame. Yeah, one side sees things and maybe discuss it a little bit more, but the other side has lost its sense of shame altogether. So yeah. what the hell do you do with that? Yeah, I don't even know, man. I, I see some of that stuff that they're having children around, and I'm appalled. You know, I'm not yet a father, but I, I, my kids will not be around that kind of uh, environment. That's... Um, I just... It really, I, I, I'm trying, I don't want to get upset because I, I get so pissed off when I think about that kind of shit with like innocent kids being um, indoctrinated by, I mean, a lot of these people are being arrested now for, uh, because the light has been shined on them and they're finding like child pornography shit on them and like all this stuff. And it's like, yeah, they, they want to be naked around kids. Are you surprised? No, that's why they were out doing that, you know? under the mask of you know whatever the hell they they say you know i'm just i'm in the community the lgbt blah 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 and it's like you, you know i i don't know i i just think if if you go after kids you are in the wrong and th there's a reason why um certain populations in prisons get taken out very quickly now, it, even even criminals even criminals know uh, you don't mess with kids. And that's what I'm talking about uh, when when we just see a little bit of a... Because there's, there's tiny little schisms that are going on with us right now. And I brought up that, that topic with the brain and the level of disgust thing mainly because of... Mainly because it, it, it puts on display, again, this uh, a little bit of discord we have. Uh, a lot uh, when, you, when you think about topics as, as we've just been hashing out right now. But... Manners, oh boy, it's hard to stay very. Uh, it's hard. It's hard to keep good manners when we are just surrounded by confrontation and irrationality. It's very, very hard to get through it. Uh, I, I try my best. I, when I get out in the into the world, when I get out into the world, when I leave my house to go buy milk somewhere or something, I always pick the uh, the the cash the cashier that looks like they might have been having the worst day out of the lot. You know, I, I look for those those stress signs in the face, and I try to go there, little short exchange, maybe see if I can get them to smile, things like that. You know, pay it forward. I don't know if it works that much, but we're heading towards something, Adam. We're heading towards something, and I uh, I think all around us there is there's signs that we're about to shed the skin, the dead skin of an age that really has nothing left to offer, and uh, and we're going to take a fork in the road. I just don't know what happens with people who take that uh, that alternate path away from the light because uh, there's going to have to be a reckoning in some way. Now that could be taken a lot of different ways. I know, I know, and I know that you um, I know you spent a lot of time on on Timcast in the beginning there, and I know that civil war is always something that <laughs> that brews in, in the conversation there. We talk about it a lot over here now too. Um, so I, I don't know if that's something you, you continue to mull over, but it's, um, I never mulled over it. I always, I always said it's not happening. You know, Tim was adamant about civil war. Is this civil war? Like every other week, you know, but I, I'm not one to try to, to fear monger. You know, that's, that's like legacy media's way. You know, I don't, 
I don't want to do that. I don't, I don't want to keep people upset or afraid. I want people to be confident in facing what may come. I want people to be prepared and be knowledgeable about what is happening. You know, there's a huge difference there. In civil war, I, I don't even entertain that. I, I don't. I, I think that most Americans just think that the extreme left and the extreme right are fucking nuts. Um, Chris Pratt actually just got some people kick, attacked him recently because he basically said that, you know, he was promoting his his new terminal list or whatever, and he was walking around and someone asked him about the state of things and he was like state of things it's like i think most americans are fine i think most americans are looking at both sides and going you guys are trying to convince the world that america is about to go to civil war when most americans are going these people are fucking nuts both sides yes the right and the left both sides are crazy both sides are trying to pull people from the middle and be like they're so evil over there you got to come fight for me because they're evil over there when everyone is just trying to live their life because life in itself is tough enough you know you got to work your ass off to be successful in this world and if you don't then you know you lose your purpose and when you lose your purpose you lose your will to to live and like Everyone should have a will to live. Everyone should find their purpose. I think that's the key is finding your purpose in life, you know, and if you can find a job that gives you a sense of purpose, you fucking made it, you know, good luck, good luck finding it because I really wish everyone found that. Uh, and it's all about this division, keeping us separated so that we don't look at the people up above who are trying to destroy farms everywhere, um, the people who built the Georgia Guidestones, the people who are trying to... Um, push this trans movement on 10 year olds to medicinally castrate themselves on their own volition so they can't get sued for it but then of course this new generation can't produce more babies in the next couple generations whoever wrote the guidestones know that we don't want they don't want more than 500 million people on the planet which is just insanity hmm. it's a little late for that there's 8 billion of us you know we got to learn how to find the balance now maybe use nuclear energy instead of uh, switching to green energy, which is a big crock of shit. You know, it still uses oil. It still uses mining, which uses oil. And, it, you know, it's, it's just a different system for the same people who own both, both of those industries to sell us more stuff, to shift from the gas cars that are fine, that people still hold on to, they fix themselves. Oh, now you got to buy this all new vehicle that we can turn off whenever we want, which is something that Biden was trying to put, a, a kill switch in all new vehicles. It's like they're trying to control every aspect of everyone's lives, and I don't like that. The American Creed was written sometime in the past 100 years. I think it was in the 40s or something. It talks about not wanting to be a kept man, that they, they, want, they would rather risk failure than the mundane existence of a, of a kept life, and I love that, being the part of... I'm very proud to be American. I, I have my own business. I have a few different businesses that I run, and they could fail still at this point. But I want to keep pushing, and I'm finding such fulfillment in being successful. And I, I would rather that risk than getting a mundane paycheck and then being told what I have to do to, like, get said paycheck or get some food rations to get to eat. You know, they, I don't know. I'm... Uh, there's a lot. I, it's just like this kind of stuff I, I've been thinking about a lot. So No, you're, you're, you're right on with the ambition thing. Uh, you know, not, not too long. Actually, earlier on the, today I was watching the beginning of a, uh, 
the beginning of a, a movie that I have to really break down for tomorrow night's show. And it had a lot of different clips in the beginning from that Noval Harari guy that works alongside of the uh, the, the rotting oyster man, uh, Klaus Schwab. He, um, the, the one who's talking about how human beings are hackable now. And, of course, this is a group. This is, a, this is the, really the, the mastermind for those like Joe Biden who are uh, really with every, I mean, he is an inconsequential man. He is an inconsequential piece of non-history. Joe Biden, he is, he, has, he is in, he was installed to bring about a specific end. That is not domestic, it is global. Okay, they're talking every day. They're very proudly talking about transitioning away from an old world where there was national sovereignty. There was decentralization into to region and to province and to state and that there was there was local customs. There was tradition. There was oh, there was God. You know, there was everything Um, that is being done away with now. It's it's one currency. It's a, a new faith, a new language. And of course, all this gobbledygook about equality when it's really just the steamroller that they're giving us but the one thing that the that harari said over and over again is that once we get to this new plateau where everybody's getting their chip everybody's getting the universal basic income and everything else like that uh what we're going to have to figure out to do is what to what to do with these use now useless people especially in a time when the tradition of, of voting that 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 if they have to maintain that illusion, that tradition of voting, once that's out of the way, then people aren't even worth their vote at that point. I think more and more people are starting to believe that now anyway. But I would say that I would say that he um he concluded by saying, What do we do with people who now have nothing no ambition? They have nothing to put themselves toward. There's no there's no reason to work. They're just doing nothing. They're they're useless. And he made some kind of a quip about uh, you know they're not you know about uh, drugs and drugs and video games and that some people don't already don't leave their houses. Now these are people who look at humanity, free humanity, with complete disdain. So I understand what you're thinking about and 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 why what you're talking you are talking about the opposite. What we need to feel like we are worthy of 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 every day it's just something even if it just means tending to your garden creating sure. something um uh, it, it's always a it's always a a fight for about the pro-human and the anti-human factions that's what it has been uh, dwindled down to and uh, yep. it's, yeah go ahead I, well i just want to say fuck people like that yeah that's that is i i will not entertain that that kind of attitude because that, that is the opposite of freedom. That is the opposite of what this flag means. You know, I, I love this flag. I, I love the American flag. I love the American idea. I love the, the idea of what freedom is. And I think it's absolutely imperative. And I, I found the more, I, I have a house, I have a wife. Um, we have an incredible life together and I can't wait to be a dad. And the thought of being a father and, and seeing what I'm seeing on this planet going on right now if I don't fight my damnness to get people to be aware of this shit and help help move um, and, and push these people away from places of power, you know, my children might be in that environment underneath these people being chipped and being told that they have to go work somewhere instead of owning 
a, a house where I like, I love my house. I own my house. I love where I'm at. I, lo- I live next to a forest. It's beautiful. I'm, I can't wait to have my kids here. And I want them to own this place when I'm gone. And then maybe forever, like who knows, right? But I, I, I want to live in a world where I know that my children will live the same kind of, in the same kind of a freedom that I had. And I think that that's part of the reason why I've, I've become more and more, I, I don't want to use the word aggressive, um, but I am, I'm gonna use it, you know, because I can't think of anything better. I've been more aggressive with the way that I, I talk about subjects, that I handle uh, discussing things. You know, I'm, I'm starting to get a little more abrasive because I'm losing my patience with the, the ideologies that I'm finding are infecting so much and how interwoven it all is. You know, there's no one, one issue because life is like a thousand cogwheels all moving together, you know, all of society. And it's not like I can't just take one cogwheel out and replace it and be like, there, it's fixed. And I'm not claiming that I can personally fix it at all, but I do have a platform and I try to uh, bring awareness to it, to the fact that 80% of these cogwheels have been uh, replaced by the Klaus Schwab's of the world, the George Soros's of the world, the Bill Gates of the world, where they don't think uh, all of us should have a say in anything. You know, Bill Gates is buying up freaking all farms in America. Yeah. Suddenly food plants are being burned down everywhere. You know, the WEF and the UN are now working together and suddenly, you know, farmers aren't allowed to have like, 50 to 95 percent of their livestock anymore and their livelihoods are being destroyed which means less food for the rest of the planet and then all of a sudden we're going to be cut off from from food i mean it it all there's just there's so much that is on my plate but the the key and the, the at the very heart of it is the thought of my children the fact that it's so close to reality now because I have a house and I'm like ready for it and I'm and, and, you know we've decided like all right like yeah if it happens it happens right so it's like you know I want to be the fact that I'm going to be a father and I will be a father soon changed everything in me I, I became a different person and I don't know how to explain are you a father I don't know if I, my my firstborn girl is going to be two in in September and I know exactly what you're thinking and trust me it's only going to intensify it's a beautiful it? it's a beautiful path you're on right now and you're you you're it's only going to make you uh, it's completely changed my life and um, every day it changes and it's it's Trust me, man. It's only going to intensify for you, and you're going to become more passionate and better at everything that you do because of it. Uh, well, I can't wait. Oh, yeah, I can't. I can't wait to follow along, man. I want to. I want to be along for that journey. I know the anna- the announcement's going to come sometime soon. I'm, yeah. When it when <laughs> I don't think I'll be able to stop smiling when I when I find out. Well, you're already smirking. So who knows? Well, that's that's just me thinking about it. <laughs> so you can imagine, so you can imagine how it's gonna be when I like I actually find out, man. I'll 
Dude, you got you and your wife are in for the greatest roller coaster ride of your life, and and uh, and the speed only picks up pace; it never stops, and uh, it's 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 wonderful. I wish that I wish nothing but the best for you two, and um, you. we got to do this more often, man. I'm about to sign off over here right cool. now, but listen, uh, please plug everything, including your coffee, and I'll I'll get sure. in touch with you after the show, and we'll set something up for later on in the summer. Thank you. Well, first, I, I love coming on. Thank you very much. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, after I got fired from the TimCast IRL show, uh, this was the, the first person to actually reach out to me and try to get me on. Not to talk about what happened, just to bring me on and, and just chat about life. And it turns out we have some uh, great conversations, so we definitely have to do that more often. Uh, thank you for having me on. My show is called The Krigler Show. It's on YouTube. I go live Monday through Friday. On Mondays, I it's called Based App Monday. It's a little bit different than my normal show. I have a bunch of different guys that join in uh, and some random guests that, that join in, and we have a hilarious time. We laugh a lot. Uh, it's called Based App Mondays. We definitely up the spice levels a lot on Mondays. And then Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, I tend to do interviews. I try to interview uh, different people from all aspects of life and just kind of find out what their life's about and who they are. Fridays, I go live by myself every Friday, and I play my own music. Uh, it's kind of a regular show where I talk about some stuff, usually more space science-y kind of things on Friday, but I play my own music, uh, write all my own music. I was a musician for, for almost 20 years now, and... I love music. I love to sing and play guitar, and I, I play my own music on Fridays. And then, of course, I have my own coffee company established in 2020. It's called Krigler Coffee, and it's just that simple. You just, there's my name. It's just KriglerCoffee.com. Uh, it's roasted after you order it, so it's the freshest coffee that you can actually order. Uh, there are other companies that, of course, you can, uh, you can get that roast afterwards, but I'm all about competition. And I believe in my coffee. It's really delicious. It's fresh roasted. Uh, all, are, all fair trade. Some of them are organic. Not all of them. Uh, but it is very delicious. And if you like coffee, check it out. Uh, by the way, thank you for the... You, you sent me a couple of uh, bags. And I got to drink some. And it was great. And I, and I will say this. that It inspired me to go out there and, and finally get my own uh, custom coffee roast uh, getting developed. So I have a couple of... I have like nice. five or six different roasts that are going to be sent to me by my my buddy soon and and uh and and i that that you definitely that was a fire lit under my ass i was like you know what i want i want to I, I want my own coffee roast too damn it this is so awesome so i'm happy about that and i and i'm i love the uh the mug and everything else so it's great awesome. It really is. Um, and also, if you, if, hey, listen, I, I know that we have a little bit of an overlap between our, our shows, but if you ever needed somebody to slip into one of those interview shows, you let me know. We can simulcast or something, and I'll, uh, I'd love to come hang out with you sometime, man. And anytime you're in the tri-state area, you have this studio at your beck and call. So, um, Thank you. Yeah, we're right here in Westchester, and, um, and, and thanks for everything, Adam. I hope you have a wonderful evening, and send, send my best to the wife. Thank you. I will. And chat? Have a good one. I'll see you guys next time. All right, later. There Bye. you go, everybody. There you go. He's off to have a nice, wonderful evening. Positive, proactive guy. Probiotic. So um, that's what we have. That's what we have for you tonight. Now, I can't jump off just yet. It's 9 o'clock. Remember, at quitefrankly.tv, as soon as I finish going through the rest of the Super Chats here, Quite frankly, TV. we are starting off. It's a Wednesday night. That's Rabbit Hole Wednesdays. Rabbit Hole Wednesdays. And, we, and there's going to be a presentation there by Salty Radio or Salt Radio. She does tremendous work. 
and uh, she just put something out recently about the metaverse, the metaverse, multiverse, and CERN. It's going to be topic of conversation for tomorrow night's show when Rob is in here. So I uh, I invite you all to quite frankly TV in a little bit. Right now, let's just get to some people that are hanging out with me, and I want to thank uh, on Rockfin. Fishhead Montana said, did you book David Weiss yet? I have to watch. I have a lot of his stuff bookmarked. I have to watch some of his stuff and uh, figure out what the show would be about, what I would want to ask, and then I would put his name on the list 100%. Thank you again. I got Albert Frederick sending me him uh, sending me a, a video a day of his now, too. So, Free Mind says, it was the English text section that blew up. That's on the, the, the Guidestones. It was the English text section. Thank you to whoever is responsible, said Free Mind. And over on Rumble, everybody is all up to date there. And then finally, on quitefranklysuperchat.com, let's go clean up shop here. We have Napkin. Napkin says, hey, Frank, what does the Eiffel Tower and Ticks have in common? They are both parasites. 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 That's a good one. And because you put that in there, your name is now in the running to win, when I do the, the, the drawing on Friday, my copy of Malachi Martin's Windswept House, which we just completed. This, that was the first assembly of the Quite Frankly Book Club. It was a fantastic experience. You're going to get all my notes, all my highlighting marks. Look, Aurora has already signed. See? I already pointed. Aurora. So that, those, that's all of her scribblings right there. So, you're going to get a wonderful book with a lot of, quite frankly, history in there. Trish says, happy 31 days of July to Frank and the Franklies. Thank you, Trish. Very generous of you. Cody, Rogan won't have Trump on, but he'll uh, push mind-altering drugs to kids, irresponsible hookup culture while supporting abortion, sodomy, and like you said, communists. Rogan is a gatekeeper and very, very dark and sick man. I just don't, I, to me, the, I mean, you can, gatekeeper is one way you can say it, but I, it, the ultimate fence sitter, ultimate fence sitter, the, the things, the, the shit takes that we've seen over the years, man. Uh, Cousin Sherry says, Rogan has been weird and cryptic about everything ever since he had that glowy doctor on. You should have heard his Roe versus Wade thing yesterday. Oh, well, why? What was that all about? Oh, I would love to tear that apart. Like little things. Like when, when, when Adam was just on before and he was talking about Chris Pratt and the far right and the far left, that in itself is a, is a losing proposition to talk about far right and far left in this country. Everybody on the left who thinks that they're up against the people that they categorize as far left are just are leftists who just love the uh the the old traditional trappings of patriotism they love the flag you know they love uh, referencing the constitution but they still don't really understand it that much um the far right the farest right you can get is what adam krigler was talking about with anarchism anarcho-capitalism now for the statist for the statist the uh the anarchist is a euphemism for chaos but anybody who understands what you do when you go far to the right toward individualism, these are a lot more comforting sounding words. It's not so chaotic. It's not so hateful, not so Nazi-ish. 
um, because there is no centralization of government to actually be able to give a Nazi movement its power at that point. But the stateless society, that's as far right as it gets. And you ain't seeing anybody showing up. You know, they, they barely even vote those people. They're out of a joke, they do. I know Moonlit Matt voted for Trump. A couple of my other anarcho-capitalist uh, anarcho, uh, buddies, my ANCAP buddies, voted for Trump just because why the hell not? Vote for the uh, the, the hand grenade. But that that whole trope between far right, far left in the United States is really just this, this ridiculous battle of two leftist parties and everybody who says that they're center, they're centrist, they don't know what the fuck they're talking about either. The last place you want to do is be in the center between modern Republicans and modern Bolshevik Democrats. What the hell kind of a position is that? The center in the United States is supposed to be the Constitution, which, of course, as we know, is an extremist document to both parties. Because if we actually venerated the Constitution, both parties would exist, would not exist. They would not exist. Overnight, they'd be gone. I think uh, we've said that quite enough on this show. So there's plenty that needs to be drawn out, and it might just be for our own self-education because, I don't know, there's not, there doesn't seem to be a big market out there for people who um, who wanted to get into the nitty-gritty, especially the, the 11 million who listen to Rogan every day. You're getting those takes. I don't know what the hell you're coming away with. Um, Flange BC says, Frankie, kick my name into the drawing for the book if I'm in the right place. As much as I hate Google, Google Voice is a great tool if you don't use it already. And if it has a function, that would work for the show. Later, Skater. I, I have used Google Voice in the past. I'll go check it out. I just need something that can give me an assigned call-in phone number. Because there's a lot of people, we have a lot of truckers who listen on the road. I want them to be able to call in uh, a lot of... A lot of people just call from the road and outside of the house, and I want to I want to make that possible still. Uh, Duku Dan says, "Hi Frank. Perhaps the Guidestone destruction means something the new uh, means something to the New World Order. I think globalist insiders did this decommissioning uh, did this decommissioning or deconsecration because they have a co- accomplished something. A major." Uh, a major in all stones magic is no longer needed or was used up. I don't know about that. That would be, oh, you know what, that would be a little bit more of a, um, a reference to what we were talking about, a windswept house with the enthronement of Satan in the throne of Peter in 1963 and then all of the references to the availing time afterwards as if there was only a certain amount of time that the enthronement, that the ritual, the curse, um, would actually be effective, and then it would dissipate over time. What is that? Um, then again, I don't know that these people uh, desecrating their own place. It, it could be. Well, here, here's what we can do. I would say, let's save and shelve and keep track of all these theories for a couple of months down the road. If this thing is not deconstructed, uh, if this thing is not reconstructed by f- September first then we're going to have something to talk about. Why isn't it back up? Why isn't it back up? Is this going to be like the new he will not divide us flag where they put it up somewhere somewhere else and they uh, put all the webcams on it? I don't know. Minnesota Cat says, is it odd for the guild of the for the guidestones to be demolished immediately if they just started an investigation? 
or maybe the FBI is in charge of the investigation, in which case the destruction of evidence is par for the course. Thanks for the great show, Frank. Great question, Minnesota Cat. And, and, a, and, a, and a great rhetorical end there that if the FBI is in charge of the investigation, the destruction of evidence may be par for the course. It's, in, it's very interesting because it's in a field. I mean, did they really conduct an explosives investigation completely by earlier on this afternoon? I mean, they only demolished this thing about two hours ago, completely. So they really did a complete investigation of the entire area. I don't, I don't understand how that's possible. It's a great, it's a great thing to bring up there because you can say, oh, well, you know, it's uh, the, the structure's been compromised. We don't want it falling on anybody. It is in the middle of nowhere, literally the middle of nowhere. You get through it randomly from a country road. It's like in the middle of a flattened cornfield or something like there's nothing there. Um, you, you, you put some cameras on it and maybe an extra police control, uh, patrol. I don't, I, it's a great question. Maybe somebody has some information on the actual investigation, how that was wrapped so quickly. Maggie Moo says, I meant to say, what if CERN let in good entities rather than the dark ones? Oh, that's right. Before you said God entities. Well, we'll bring that up tomorrow. I'm sure Rob will have some some opinions on on the subject. Uh, MLG says, great show as always. Thank you all so much. Thank you. Thank you for, uh, for everything. Don't worry. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this on demand after the fact, you can always send in Super Chats for the next day at quitefranklysuperchat.com. And also remember, all of your subscription options to the show as a monthly subscriber can be found at Sponsor Us tab on quitefrankly.tv. I will see you over there right now. We will be hanging out in the room together, watching some really awesome stuff. Um, And I'm, uh, yes, yes, it'll be a good night and it'll be a good day tomorrow. One last one from Foxhole is Texas for Trump says... Parenthood is the best ride of my life. It certainly is. It certainly is. And Adam is about to find out. I have a feeling. Adam is about to find out. All right. With that being said, that's all for me over here in New York. I will see you guys tomorrow. Also from New York. And that's that. Nighty night. I'll catch you on the flip side. Quite frankly, is filmed before a live studio audience. And now our super chatters, starting with, and let me just say thank you again to Raven Pendragon over there on Rumble. And then Napkin, Trish, Cody, Cousin Sherry, Flange BC, Dooku Dan, Minnesota Cat, Maggie Moo, MLG, Stostube, Cody, Maggie Moo again, Witchy Poo 22, Julie Greenwall, I didn't see this. Love your show, Frank. Listen and share. Keep up the good work, and let's crush the liberal world order. I didn't even see this. I'm sorry, Julie. One-Way Mel and Hello Kitty, not to be outdone by Witchy Poo, and Bebski, MN Cat, and Amanda Fox. I will see you tomorrow. Thanks again to Claire Bear from Texas. 7 o'clock, and for now, get to QuiteFrankly.tv and relax. Have your mind blown on Rabbit Hole Wednesdays.
sent me to a psychiatrist all morning. I took like a million tests. A psychiatrist? Yeah, you know, because I got suspended and everything. They sent you to a psychiatrist? Yeah. But that's crazy. That's all nonsense. That's nothing but a, a racket for the Jews.